you know, it's never good to put people into categories. But I think we can safely say that there are two different types of Catholics. The first are the bulletin readers, and the second are the non-bulletin readers. And those of you who fall into the first category have probably seen that on the front of the Sunday's bulletin, right, Father Jan and myself, we wrote a thank you to all of you for all of your prayers during the Christmas season, all of your prayers, so many cards that we've received, well wishes, and as well, so many gifts and signs of your love and generosity. And we just wanted to thank all of you in a special way. One of the gifts that I received this year was a gift card to Regal Cinema. So what do you do when you receive a gift card? Well, you have to go out and spend it. You know, that's just kind of the dynamic. I think the companies realize that. You know, you just can't put it away. You have to go out and use it. So that's what I did. Right after Christmas, I went with Father Jan and a couple, and we saw the movie Les Miserables, right? Or Les Miserables, if you want to pronounce it in a different way, right? If you don't like the French pronunciation, right? And we went out to see this movie, and before I go on, I just want to, um, a little waiver here, uh, be prepared to see Russell Crowe sing the entire movie, okay? If you haven't seen it yet, it's quite something. I mean, you come out and you see Gladiator, and you're used to him chopping off people's arms and everything, and to watch him, like, sing the entire movie is, is actually a pretty interesting experience. And then when Jean Valjean comes on the scene and you realize it's Wolverine, then it just really blows your mind, and you're like, wow, this is like Le Miserable. I never knew it was going to be Gladiator versus Wolverine. But anyway, if you can get beyond that, I highly recommend the movie. It's a beautiful movie with quite a message, right? And if you can't get beyond that, then just see the previous version of the movie or read the book. But there's a scene, those of you who have seen the movie, there's a very powerful scene at the very beginning, right? And Jean Valjean, right, for having stolen a loaf of bread to feed his hungry family in France, is sent off to prison for many years to hard labor. And he's finally on parole. And during that time, he's wandering from, you know, from street to street. And he happens to be invited in by a bishop to spend the night, right? He's shuddering in the cold, shivering in the cold outside the door of the bishop's home. And the bishop invites him in and gives him, serves him dinner. And during the night, Jean Valjean wakes up. And he seizes the opportunity and he takes the bishop's silver right, from the dining room, and he puts it in a sack, and he escapes. And then early the next morning, the French police find Jean Valjean, and they bring him back to the bishop's home, and they say, Your Excellency, the bishop, we found this man who has stolen your silver. And the bishop explains to the police, he says, Oh, no, no, no. He says, That was a gift. That was a gift to my dear friend. And he says, my friend, you left in such haste, you forgot these as well. And he brings out two silver candlesticks and hands them over. And then there's a phrase, after the police leave, there's a phrase that the bishop says to Jean Valjean, and it goes like this. Jean Valjean, my brother, you no longer belong to evil. With this silver, I have bought your soul. I've ransomed you 
from fear and hatred. And now I give you back to God. My dear brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the feast of the baptism of our Lord. And you might be wondering, asking yourselves, well, why did Jesus Christ need to be baptized? I mean, really, if baptism takes away our sin and allows us to become children of God, why did Jesus Christ, the Son of God, right, who was that without sin, why did he have to be baptized? Did you ever ask yourself that? Why did he have to be baptized? And why today are we celebrating his baptism? If he didn't have sin, and he was already the Son of God. Right, well, there are many explanations, and one of them is that Jesus was giving us an example for us to follow. He was giving us an example for us to follow. If we go to St. Paul, and he writes to the Galatians, and he says, because of our baptism, we are called to put on Christ. He says, all of you, all of you who have been baptized, by your baptism, you're called to put on Christ. You're called to experience what Christ experienced. You're called to think what Christ thought. You're called to feel as Christ feels. You're supposed to put on Jesus Christ. So how and what are we supposed to experience in Jesus' baptism? Well, what is it that Jesus experienced? And we read it in today's Gospel. This is what Jesus Christ experienced at His baptism. The heavens opened, and there was a voice from the Father, and the Father says, You are My beloved Son. With you, I am well pleased. That was the experience of Jesus Christ at his baptism. The experience of being loved by the Father, by God the Father. And I ask you, my dear brothers and sisters, have you had that experience? That gift you received with your baptism throughout your life, have you yet had that experience? Not do you know it. We're not talking about do you know it. Yeah, I know that God loves me. They told me in PRP or CCD or whatever it was called when you were educated in the faith, right? No, that's not enough to know it up here. Yeah, I know that God loves me. That's not going to change your life. We're called to experience what Jesus Christ experienced. Experience the love of God for me as a father. The problem is many times we live out our relationship with God in a relationship of fear. We're doing all this stuff so that in the event that we die and we go before God and we meet Him face to face, we can say, ha! There's nothing you can stick on me. I did it all. All my boxes are checked off. And without realizing it, we can go through life that way, living out our relationship with God in fear. And we never get to that relationship of love. And I have a word for all of you who are dads sitting out there today. 
Each and every one of you who has been called by God, right? It's your vocation. You've been called by God to be a father. Do you know what that vocation is, primarily? Yes, to provide for the family, etc., etc., etc. But you know what it really is? As a father, you are called to be the image of God the Father to your children and to your spouse. Think about it. When your children grow up and they pray the Our Father, and in PRP and in Catholic schools or in CCD or in whatever, they're taught, God is your Father. What's the image that's going to come to their mind? The image that's going to come to their mind is their dad, their father on this earth. And many times, the way we relate to God the Father can, to a great degree, be determined by the relationship that we've had with our earthly father. That's why it's so important, my dear fathers, my dear dads who are sitting out there today, this morning. Realize the vocation that you have. Your children look to you and you're called to be an image of God the Father to them. And that's primarily those of you who are dads, but also every Christian, we're all called to do that. Just as Jean Valjean in the movie Les Miserables passes from an experience of fear shivering out in the cold, hatred towards humanity. He passes from that experience of fear and hatred to a new life and an experience of love. How did that happen? He encountered a person who was a father to him. My dear brothers and sisters, we are called to experience the love of God the Father, and we're also called to help each other experience that love as well.